What is up, guys? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy. I'm your host, and I am the motherfucking CEO. Guys, uh, today is a normal Tuesday podcast. I know we haven't had one in a while. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking with us. You know, sometimes um, we like to do shorter ones when it's just me. Sometimes, you know, we get the whole team together and we knock out a in-depth podcast. Today is one of those days, and we've got a really cool topic that we're going to talk about. Uh, before we get into that topic, I'd like to introduce my team here. Uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Vaughn, the pastor of disaster. What's up, man? Things are good. Hey, speaking of really cool topics, I got to tell you, I mean, we're a little biased, but I think that after 100 episodes, we're still keeping it really fresh. Oh, yeah. I think I, think, like, I was a little worried is, about is that. that. Your way to, is that your way to pat your own back? Uh, Tyler, what do you think? Kind of. A I think Vaughn's bit. patting his own back. I, I think, I, a think little bit. I think the audience knows that he likes to do that by yeah, now. Well, I agree. Maybe, but you know, I know a guy that thinks swag and cockiness is actually a good thing. Hey, I'm not dogging you. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. Yeah, but you got to admit, wrong, that, I mean, wouldn't back. you agree that most podcasts after Somebody, 100... If you don't pat your, own, pat your own back first, nobody else is going to fucking pat it for That's you. That's true. That's what I'm saying. Toot your own horn. I think we, That's have, right. a, I think we have an episode on that. Yeah. So, dude... Uh, you were asking me what I was doing before I walked in here. Um, everybody that follows me, for the most part, understands uh, and knows that I just got the brand new 2017 Ford GT. Um, I got the first customer car. Uh, it was the first one delivered outside of Ford Executives. Uh, it was the first custom color car. Um, very, very historic, important car. Uh, Aurora Borealis. Uh, no. Arancio Borealis. Arancio Borealis. Yeah. I was close. So that's a Lamborghini color. Um, yeah. it, it took a lot for, to get them to do that. It's just a, it's a, it's kind of like a homage to my, because I love Lamborghini and, uh, you know, I love the color. It's a four stage golden orange paint. Uh, looks really amazing in person. But anyhow, the car's been really, really good and I like it a lot. And um, I'm having this issue with it where the dash is, uh, one of the panels on the dash is actually peeling up, okay? And I've got a couple other buddies who got 2017 Ford GTs, and I'm like, text them pictures of the dash. And I'm like, hey, man, uh, is is your dash peeling up here? It's like the panel that holds the airbag down. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's like its own panel cut into the dash, and one of the corners is, like, peeling up. And, uh, and so I text my other buddies who have cars as well, and they're sending me pictures back. Their dashes look normal. So I, I, uh, called Ford, uh, the customer, the concierge and I text him and I say, Hey, you know, uh, this is going on. I want to get it fixed. It's, it's bothering me. And okay, I'll get you an answer. Um, now I didn't get an answer back. Uh, so I text my, my friend, um, Dave Bannister, who has also got a Ford GT, and I say, hey, bro, you know, what's going on with these guys? Uh, you know, I text these guys like a week ago. I haven't gotten an answer back. I want to get this car fixed. It's it's annoying me. You know, when you pay yeah. a lot of money for a car, yeah, so a even lot. though, like, it doesn't affect you, it affects you. You know what I'm saying? I want it to be fucking perfect. Dude, like, even if you spend 20 grand on a car, right. if it's brand new, like, you expect right. shit to work. Right, right, right. And, like, dude, here's the thing. Like, mine was the first car. They rushed it to get it done. They, they worked their ass off to get it done for me. And I understand that, and I appreciate that. But I just want a fucking answer. Like, give me an answer the same day I ask the question. Don't let me hang on for like a week and just wonder what the fuck is going on when you spent half a million dollars plus on a car. So anyway, so uh, so I call Dave and I'm like, I call him and leave him a voice text. And I'm like, bro, 
I'm like, this is fucking bullshit. And like, I'm getting pissed because I haven't heard anything back. Dude, literally five minutes later, I get a call from the director of Ford Performance, Henry Ford III, on my cell phone. Oh. Yeah. Calls me up on my wow. cell phone five minutes after I left that voice text. And is, is and and I, I answered the phone because it was an unknown number and I never do. It's Henry Ford III. You know what I'm saying? That's like, crazy. Like his fucking name is on the car. <laughs> and... Dude, what's his title again? He's the, I, I forget what he said. I think he's the head marketing director at Ford Performance or, or operations director or something. But, gotcha. uh, I mean, he's in line to be the CEO. He's he's a guy. Nice. He's the guy. Right. So, anyway, uh, you know, he's, I mean, over the top apologetic, you know, let me know that they're on it. They're taking care of it. Um I mean, you could tell he was le- legitimately embarrassed. That right. it, that it, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, I just wanted to share that story to all you guys from an entrepreneurship aspect for two reasons. One, when your company fucks up and does something wrong, you as the CEO or the main guy, or the you are not too big ever to pick up the fucking phone and call a customer. I, I was blown away. I couldn't believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Second of all, as a business owner, it is your job to resolve issues like that when it need, when when they arise. So I just thought that was fucking amazing that he called up and and basically gave me his word that it was going to be taken care of immediately. And uh, I just thought it was an excellent example of how to handle a disgruntled customer, a customer that's pissed off. You know, we've talked about this in podcasts before, but rarely have I had that actually. I rarely have I ever seen it happen. You know, usually when you have a big company you're dealing with, you know, they don't give a fuck about you. You know what I mean? They're 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 above you. They don't care if you have a problem. Well, then fuck you. You know what I mean? And I just thought that was amazing that he uh, that he picked up the phone and called me personally to talk about it. And I I mean that's what I wanted to tell the story as an example of how the right way to handle shit is. You know what I mean? And um. You know, if, if Henry Ford the Third is is not too big enough to call a fucking customer, then you aren't either. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Now I'm I'm gonna guess that he didn't introduce himself as Henry Ford the Third. Did he say like call me Hank? No, he said Henry Ford this is Henry Ford Third. Oh, did he really? Yeah. <laughs> I guess if you have that name, you yeah. Know, not just Henry right. Ford. That's amazing. So That's I mean, dude, cool. it was uh I don't know. I thought it was a great it was a great um, example of how to handle things when things are going the wrong way. Because, dude, yeah. as pi- I was like a thousand percent pissed, and with and within two minutes, I was the opposite. Now I'm right. telling the story to fucking millions of people that are going to have an awesome fucking perception of how they do business. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And uh, the reverse Jarvis. Yeah, and that's what you guys have to understand. You know, I get a lot of questions about how to handle disgruntled customers. Well, realize that disgruntled customers, they're vocal, and they're going to be vocal if you fix them as well. So they're really the biggest opportunity for you to grow your business because if you make things right with them, they will go out and tell good stories about you. And right. that's that's extremely valuable. And I I don't think that's why he called. I didn't get that. that It was genuine. You know, he was embarrassed. And I told him, I said, hey, there's a couple things about the car you guys could change to make it better. And he's like, dude... Let's set up a time to talk about it because I I, I want to hear, because he saw my application video. He's like, I want to hear what you think. And I said, well, the first thing is the traction control needs to be able to go all the way off so I can do some fucking burnouts and show people on the internet how awesome the car is. And he's like, that you can't do that? He didn't even know that you couldn't do it. Huh. And the point is, is like, 
that you get valuable feedback from customers. Absolutely. You know what yeah. I mean? And um, there's a few other little tweaks about the car that could be better. That could, that would be easy fixes. They could fix them in all the cars that are without even having them in, just programming issues. But the point is, is that this is a dude who is the main guy in charge of that project and, and, and basically in charge of the company and taking his time to call a customer personally to find out what the fuck they could do better. And that impresses me with a hundred and something year old company. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, guys, while we're on that, Andy referred to this, but uh, episode 98 is actually called Pissed Off Customers, Annoyance or Opportunity. Yeah. That's a good one to review if you haven't seen it. And and while we're on that, we've recently realized, didn't know this prior to this, but um, that if you actually follow a link directly to iTunes rather than following our MFCEO links, you actually help us a lot in terms of uh, rankings and, and getting visibility. So thank you for doing that. Um, people are doing that, and that's yeah. great. Yeah, for so, sure. Uh, so definitely go back and listen to that one. So... Uh We'll talk about the winners of the of the contest here at the end of the podcast. Yes. So let's yeah. do that at the end. Let's do the podcast, and then we'll talk about yeah. the winners of the contest. At the Sounds end. Sounds good. So anyway, uh, I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. So <laughs> well, people have, to, have like, been clamoring for your for your insight on uh, relationships, and we're not going to talk about like significant other rela- well i guess in a way we were going to talk about significant others but one of the biggest questions that we get emails all the time are like andy what do i do i've got all these people they're bringing me down i'm trying to kill it i just don't know i don't i don't know how to do it you know i want to be nice but all that all the all the questions related to that I feel like that's been covered like 10 times. Yeah, but you know, the thing is though, I think it's an important subject because I think people have a very hard time dealing with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, when, when, when I say, and I mean this, you have to, you have to decide, you have two options. You can either cut them off and remove them from your life, or you could become just like them. That's the power of your circle. That's the power of the the people you surround yourself with. You are going to become like those people. It doesn't matter if they're billionaires, you're going to become a billionaire just from association. It's just the way it works. If they're fucking crack smokers, you're probably going to start smoking crack. And everything in between those two parallel or those two uh, polar opposites. But the point is is that you know, people have a hard time making the decision. They think they think whenever you say, you know, you have negative people or you have people who mock your dreams and you have people who, you know, purposely try to make you feel like shit by calling you greedy or selfish or whatever it is, uh, whether they're friends or even family or parents or whoever, uh, people think that whenever I say cut them off that, that there's some kind of fucking gray area there and there isn't. There's no gray area there. If so, I don't care if it's your fucking mother. If your mom is telling you that you're not going to be shit and... Uh, you know, your dreams are stupid and you're greedy for wanting to do this and that and this, but in your heart, that's what you truly desire to do. You are going to have a really fucking hard time accomplishing those things with somebody that close to you in your ear about those goals, putting negative seeds in in your brain that are going to sprout. And the, the problem with this guys is that, yeah, I get it. You're supposed to love your fucking mom no matter what, but sometimes you've got to love yourself first and loving yourself is being true to yourself. And you have two choices. You could you can go out and cut that relationship off or minimize it to the maximum and have a situation where you're doing what fulfills you and what makes you happy, or 
You can just listen to it and do what they think and live the life that they think you should live, which is going to ultimately leave you unfulfilled and unhappy for your whole entire life. And guys, we only get one crack at this shit. So it makes sense to go out and do the things that are going to make you happy, regardless of what anybody else thinks. Right. So to clarify my my babbling earlier, what we're talking about, guys, is how to free yourself from what I would say are distracting, dead-end, dangerous relationships. And so I think one of the things that passes through my mind, Andy, is that people really have a hard time understanding the difference between what it means to be firm and what it means to be mean. They're all about, well, I don't want to be mean. Well, but there's a think, difference between being mean and mean and being firm, right? Is standing up for yourself mean? Right. I'm, I'm asking you. No, no, it's right. not. I don't think it is either. You know what I'm saying? I think that people people these days have become so soft and delicate that they feel like whenever a uh, person disagrees with their viewpoint, whether no matter how it's presented, whether it can be presented in the most polite way, they take offense to it. Like, hey, look, man. I'm not going to agree with everything you fucking say. You know, like Tyler and I just got in a conversation last night about cars and we were disagreeing about something. I didn't fu- I'm not coming in here all pissed off and be like, oh, f- fuck you, Tyler. I can't believe you disagree with me. No, I'm just stating my point. He's stating his point, And then we move on, you know, but society doesn't work like that. I think a lot of it has to do with Facebook because people like to- it should be called like debate book. Like right. no matter what the fuck you say. You get people that want to post the opposing view and start it into a debate, you know, and that comes down to a whole nother issue, which Dude, is face, Facebook reminds me of the front of the White House where people like, uh, set up tables like, come, come right. argue with me. Yes, <laughs> dude. And like it's it makes no sense. Like it, it's people who try to win conversations versus trying to learn from a conversation or or hear some the, the skill of listening has become like extinct you know what i mean like people ought to believe what they believe and if we're going to have a conversation about cars or about politics or about whatever we're going to try to beat each other in the conversation versus being like all right let's hear what you say right i get what you're saying here's why i don't think that you know like adults like right, right. It, it's so rare but the point of it is is that in all of that i think it's created this situation where people um people have an issue just standing up for themselves or saying their point of view because they see it as uh, confrontational. And here's the problem with that. And uh, when you're going to be successful in life, there's going to be times in your uh, in other parts of your life where you're going to have to stand up for yourself and you're going to have to disagree. And there's value in that. Like no company needs somebody who just says yes to everything and is a meek little dude in the corner who doesn't offer his ideas because he's too afraid like if you want to this this goes beyond relationships this goes into your personal success at your job at your career uh at everything that you do is your ability to have a conversation and be firm in your stance and sometimes you know what you're not going to win that conversation sometimes you're going to be firm and there's going to be somebody who overrules you and says you know what i don't like that i'm we're going to do it this way and you know what that's okay right that's the way it goes right you know what i mean i This is my company, and I don't get my way every single time. Sometimes, and I'm smart enough to recognize this, I say one thing, four other people say the other thing, and it's them guys against me, and I say, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. We'll try that. And if it doesn't work, we're going to do it my way. Sometimes it's the opposite. Sometimes they say, no, guys, I don't agree. We're going to try my way. If that doesn't work, we'll do your way. Right? Yeah, absolutely. But being firm in your beliefs is a skill. It's It's something you have to develop, and... You know, people think that like 
being confrontational, being firm in what you say and having your own opinion is somehow mean. It's not fucking mean. It's just the way you, it's the way shit is supposed to be. Well, it's like what you always say, like, dude, 50 percent of the people are going to like you. 50 percent aren't right. Like, you just have to keep that in your head, dude. And, and that usually goes with every fucking opinion you're ever going to have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mark Twain said, don't ever explain yourself because your your friends won't need it and your enemies won't believe it. Right. And uh, But, you know, I, as you were talking, I was thinking, one of the things I think people need to realize about the, the, the people who are easy to offend and who are easy to piss, be uh, pissed off is that usually they're two extremes. Usually they're either insecure and so they're threatened when you assert yourself or they're just arrogant. They think they're right, and they don't want to hear anything different. And I think if, if you begin to understand that, it makes it easier to assert yourself because you realize the problem's not with you; the problem's with them. They're they're just they're just or, deep down they're scared Vaughn, of who they are, or, not comfortable with who they are. Or their priorities are different from your priorities. Yeah, and that's that's perfectly okay. I've always found that the way to quote unquote break up with somebody in your life who's being negative and not believing in your shit is just to say, hey. There's nothing wrong with the way they believe that's the life they choose. I choose this. This is what my thing is. And I don't have any ill feeling towards them. I'm just not going to talk to them anymore about whatever it is I've got going on. I'm just going to do my own thing over here and let them do their own thing over there. And when they fucking, when they put their little two cents in or little digs, I'm going to say, hey, look, you know, when you say that, A, it makes me not want to ever come around you. B, I don't judge you for the way you want to live. Right. This is the way I choose right. to live. But do you know why that works for you? Because two things that you talk about all the time. Number one, do the right thing so you have a clear conscience. And number two, you have core values. That you know your core values. So it's okay for... it. It's You're able to basically say, all right, I know... I know that I'm not a prick, and I know that I'm guided by certain values. And because my values are not consistent with their values, and there's a clash, I'm okay going my direction and letting them go their direction. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think that you know, I think that's something that's developed over time too. Right, right, right. But but that's that goes back to why you know you've said both personally and professionally, you've said this on the podcast a number of times. You got to know what your core values are. You, right. you got to know what you stand for. Right. If you don't, then when somebody, when, then you, when you disagree with somebody, maybe you won't have the clarity in your mind to say, well, I'm just going to go my way and he's going to go his way. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, dude, another thing to note too about what we're saying is like people use what I'm saying here, like, hey, cut everybody out that's negative as a way to like disengage from their responsibilities. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I get this all the time. Like, I get people who email me and they're like, dude, I heard you say cut everybody out that's negative. Well, my fucking wife and kids drag me down, blah, blah, blah. Dude, have some fucking common sense. By no means am I telling you to fucking divorce your fucking wife and leave your fucking kids, dumbass. I'm telling you to figure out how to fucking make it work and communicate on a level to where they understand and where you understand what the fuck is going to happen. All right. So, you know, if you're one of these dumb fucks that's going to email me and say, Andy, I'm fucking tired of my wife and kids. Well, you made that decision and you made that commitment and you better fucking figure out how to make it work. You know what I mean? Sometimes it just doesn't work. But some but what I'm talking about is a situation where a guy is like just frustrated. He's in an angry part of his life or he's down for a month or so, you know, or whatever. They're having a fight. Fuck you guys. I'm fucking, you hold me back. No, dumb fuck. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the times where you have people that you can realistically eliminate. 
You know, when it comes to your wife and your kids, those are responsibilities that you fucking created for yourself. And you owe those responsibilities your commitment. Right. Anytime you think that something you hear on this podcast gives you the right to shirk your responsibilities, you need to go back and listen again. Yeah. Because you're not getting it. No, they're not. Right. That's people who listen to one or two fucking seconds or 10 seconds and then they make a decision based on what they heard. Right. So walk people through it, man. I mean, like what? I know I know you say it's simple and I get it but you know sometimes people do need some guidelines you know how would you go about particularly if it's people that you know that you care about because I think I think there are people that you can genuinely care about that you still realize that you need to get out of your well, life. Dude, I'll tell you what I do. I mean basically I just let them drift away. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't respond to every text. Uh I don't invite them to fucking parties I have. Um uh, I don't answer their phone calls and you know I I might like their shit on Instagram, but I sort of just let them drift out of my life. You know, I stay busy with what I'm doing. I'm focused on what I'm doing. I'm not available. And I'm not available really much anyway. Um, But in time, dude, they just drift away and there's no hard feelings. It's people evolve, people grow, relationships change, friendships change. And, uh, you know, I think most people realize that, you know, the one thing you're going to get from situations like that is you get people who are like, oh, Andy thinks he's too good for us now. Well, I mean, yeah, I do. (laughs) It's it's honest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So... What, they can say that. I'm not offended by it. I do, I actually do think that. You know what I mean? I just didn't want to hurt your feelings by saying that. So, you know, that's that's one of the biggest things that... that uh, and that's as much a reflection on their choices as yours. Yeah, They're for choosing sure. to be on a certain level that you don't want to be at. Right, so, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, so basically... So I would say, like, dude, if you can avoid them and if you could just let it drift, that's the easiest way to do it, man. You think most people just get the hint? Uh, yeah, don't yeah. you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. Occasionally you have somebody who's Yeah, you'll get people kind you know, of a blockhead, you know so, and but, sometimes, dude, you let people drift on accident. Sometimes you let good people drift out of your life on accident and those people fucking those people usually hit you up and be like, Hey, what the fuck, man? I'm trying to hang out with you. I'm trying to spend time, fucking still be friends with you. Those are usually the people who align with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh so, you know, sometimes I've never, you I've never not or I've never deliberately cut somebody out of my life though and regretted it no fuck no dude always dude. been better yeah because no. normally if it gets to that point you know yeah. now you, you know you're i mean justified. i've done it a lot i'm sure you've done it way more than me but it gets easier and easier every time because you know it's the right decision yeah right and uh, yeah exactly the first time you do it you have like this moral dilemma like right. god i'm being such a dick but like the reality of it is you're not being a dick man you're protecting your own interests you know what i mean you're protecting your own energy and there's nothing wrong with that and you maybe know? it makes them better in the end too. it absolutely does because a it makes them happy because they're not next to like dude you have to realize that all the negativity you get from other people all the frustration you get from other people is a reflection of how you're making them feel about themselves so when you fucking move your way you're out of that circle no longer are they being like threatened or pissed off or mad or angry or frustrated by being so close to you when you're doing the things that you want to do you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because they'll have a lot of feelings like, oh, it's, maybe I'm not good enough. No, it's not that you're not good enough. It's that your natures of, of being a human and, and priorities are different than mine. And mine produce different results than yours produce. And so that's normal and that's okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. But people naturally think there's something wrong with that because we live in this materialistic society and, you know, People, this really has to do a lot with materialism is they look at your house and look at your car, they, you know, and they get upset when you're not doing anything but living your life. You know what I mean? So you're, you are doing them a favor by taking that, that perceived negativity out of their life. 
there's another way you're doing them a favor, and that's, you know, sometimes there are people that are just going to be slackers their whole life. Nothing's going to change that. But some people, if if they get a wake-up call, they do change. And so, in a way, if you just detach yourself from them, that could be their wake-up call. Right. That could be them saying, oh, man, I'm I'm a loser. Well, dude, I'm losing friends because I'm a loser. Right. And, you know? other, and, and, dude, I've had that happen to me before. Actually, I had an old friend call me this morning and leave me a voicemail. I still haven't called him back yet, but I'm going to. But, uh, you know... He left me a fucking three-minute voicemail apologizing for some shit he did like three years ago. And I haven't talked to him since. And I, you know, A, I respected that. B, I will, I, I, you know, I do think that me separating from him probably caused him to reevaluate some shit. Because it sounded like that in his voicemail. And the point of, um, of the, next, the next point, I think, like, to help these situations is to have a talk with somebody. You know, meet them in person. You know, don't text out this big, long, mean text or, you know, call and leave them this ignorant voicemail saying, oh, fuck you, I'm done with you. Dude, have a fucking meeting with them. You know what I mean? Some and There's there's multiple situations where this could happen. You know, you meet somebody and you just tell them, you say, look, bro, I, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I'm working, like, I'm working here. I'm trying to do this. My goals are this, this, and this. You're, you're, you don't have these goals and you're constantly saying these things and putting these little digs in and putting negativity. And I don't have energy for that, man. So like, if that's the way you're going to be, I, the relationship, you know, I, I don't want to sound like I'm breaking up with you, but like I'm breaking up with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and sometimes you have to break up with your fucking friends and you have to like, let them know. And by having a real conversation and meeting them in person, sometimes that can be a wake up call. Because, but most of the time it won't be. Don't well, expect that. Like, to use the to use the business analogy, though, I, I mean, I think you've said on this podcast that some of your best employees are people that at one point you fired. Yeah, you know, a few of them. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so that's if you have to fire people to wake them up and then rehire them later, and they're great. They they learn their lesson. Yeah, but you have to let them is. know what the deal is. Yeah. and like, dude, it's not about you know, it's not about attacking them. I think that's like important to note. You know, it's not about like glorifying what they lack it's it's more about just explaining what your priorities are and what you want and what path you're on and that's the way to have a conversation without it blowing up into an argument you know you see when you accuse people and you say like you 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 did this you did that you did this you do that you're like this that starts arguments you know that's a that's a thing where people are naturally going to be defensive if you say hey look man i know we've been friends for a long time slash I know you've worked here for a long time but here's the deal my path is this this is what I'm doing I'm I'm dedicated to this path I'm I'm obsessed with this path I'm going to go on this path and I understand that you don't really believe that's the way it should be and that's the reason why I don't think it's a good idea that we hang out anymore or that's the reason why I don't think it's a good idea that you're here in the company anymore it's all about having a straight up conversation and I think you'll be happier you know, doing other things and hanging around other people because all I'm doing is irritating you by going and just doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I love that you said uh, that it's not attacking. And I think people need to understand there's a huge difference between attacking someone and confronting someone. And you know as well as I do. And what's kind of crazy is even strong personalities have a hard time confronting people. It's kind of crazy. But the people who are really successful understand that that is just something you have to do sometimes. There's no getting around it. I don't know? mind it, personally. Yeah. Well, and I think I think you've gotten... But I, I just You've know, learned how to do it well. Yeah, but I just know that when you confront someone, you, you, if they don't understand the context that you're, you're trying to help them improve as well by confronting them, then 
that's their problem. If they're going to get upset and they're going to go home and they're going to cry and they're going to say, fuck you, Andy, that's them. Right. Like I've learned to detach myself from people's reactions. You know, like people's reactions, I really don't care about. Right. Like I, that's not my problem. My, my problems are my problems. And if you're influencing whatever my problems are, then you are my problem. Right. And that's, that's a mature <laughs> take on that because right. most people, most people do something based on how somebody's going to respond, or they don't do yeah. something based on how somebody's going to respond. And they're miserable, rather, right? Rather right. than doing something based on whether it's the right thing or right. not. Yeah. You know? Um, lost my train of thought. But no, no. I mean, we're talking about confrontation. Yeah. So, like, you know, to me, I mean, I've been doing it so long. I've had to fire so many people and had hard conversations with so many people. Now I don't even delay. Like, I don't even fucking delay it. Like, as soon as I'm starting to feel it, I just go right up and say it. And Tyler knows this. I mean, that's how I do it here. Like when somebody has is doing something dumb, I just go right up to him and say, hey, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you doing right. this? This is stupid. Right. You need to be doing this, this, and this. And they either listen or they don't. And if they don't, you know, in the company wise, then they're probably going to have consequences. And friendship wise, uh, you know, usually, I mean, at this point in time, as old as I am, my friends are pretty rock solid. So I have issues like that. But when I was younger, I still didn't hesitate to go tell people right the image that comes to my mind is like dude you're being a fucking asshole like right. what's wrong with me trying to be successful what's wrong with me building a business what's wrong with me spending time doing this sorry i don't want to go out and drink fucking beer all the time sorry right and this can also be applied to your actual business as well like if you're in business with other people or your vendors or whatever have you like you know let's say you've had a vendor for 10 years and they're not willing to budge but you got two other people offering lower offers you just tell them <laughs> yeah but i think a lot of people are scared hey, tom, to do that hey tom Look, man, I know we've been doing business for a long time. I, I, you've helped us a lot. We've done a lot of good business together. But here's the reality. I found these two vendors that do these two things, and there's this much more that we can make. What can you do to help that situation on our end with, so that we can maintain the relationship? Put it on them. You see what I'm saying? And this isn't necessarily a negative thing, but this is the situation that you brought up. So you put it on them, right? Yes. You say, hey, look. Hey, Steve. You look, we've been working with you for 10 years. I love you, man. You're a fucking good dude. I had, you know, this this product priced out at this. Obviously, that's a savings of X percent. Um, I realize we have a lot of history here, but at the end of the day, we've got to do what's best for the company, and you have to work with us or else we're going to have to go somewhere else. So what do you think we could do here to make that better? And if they say nothing, then then you know you can go do your other thing. If they Usually, those people will say, Andy, Dude, I, I get it. Let me go see what I can do. And you'll come up with a resolution. But really, the reason the the people that the way that's mostly handled is like people will fucking they will just switch the business, you know what I'm saying? And then say, fuck this dude of 10 years and burn some bridges and cause all this fucking bullshit. And dude, I can't think of one person that I have a burnt bridge with. You know what I mean? Like, because that's what being honest and being able to confront people directly produces it produces situations of respect that's what people don't understand when they say being mean yes somebody might interpret it as being mean at the moment but when they get down the road and they get home and it's a couple weeks later or a month later or even sometimes years later they will they will have enough usually have enough fucking self-awareness to be like man that dude told me the truth and i didn't fucking listen you know what I mean? And then they respect you for it. They're like, man, that dude's a stand-up dude. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's important because and nowadays, more than ever, 
just like we talked about on Thursday Thunder, your brand, you are your product. You are your brand. You, Your integrity is on the fucking line with everything that you do. So standing behind your word and being honest and being upfront and telling people exactly the truth, even if it hurts their feelings, is important. It, it defines your integrity as a fucking human, not only as a human, but as a businessman, you know, and so many people have such a hard time with confrontation that they will tell half truths or quarter truths or complete lies. You know what I mean? And that only damages their integrity. It labels them as a liar. It labels them as somebody who's weak. You know, so, dude, being able to confront people and have hard conversations is not only important for personal growth, it's, it's important for your career. Absolutely. You've, you've used the analogy before. I mean, you've, you've said, like, the reason that you're so committed to competition, for instance, is because that's literally the way the universe works. It's the survival of the fittest. This is, to me, this is another one of those examples of, of taking it from actual nature. Because in real life, in the material universe, if something is infected... You neutralize it; otherwise, it infects everything. Right. If something, if you get gangrene in your in your toe, cut you better cut off. your toe off. Yeah. Otherwise, your whole body's going to be destroyed. Right. And that's what that's all I hear you saying is basically, guys, this is this is just the way the world works, dude. And this is it, important as like for the business people out there listening, the see the actual business owners or managers to understand. It's important. It applies to culture as well because, dude, when you get one fucking bad apple in your culture, it can literally spoil the bunch. You know, you, you, you guys don't understand. You don't see what happens when you're not around. I've been in business long enough to know what happens. You get one guy who's upset. He's pissed off. He's in a bad mood. He feels like he's in a, he's been, uh, you know, some, he's the victim of something that you did. He starts talking to his boy and gets him convinced because everybody wants to feel like they're in a group, right? They want they don't want to be like, I'm the only one getting, I'm the only one getting, uh, you know, attacked here. They'll be like, fuck dude. You know, Andy yells at us all the time, and he's mean. And they'll tell the guy next to him, and the other guy will be like, "Well, yeah, he does yell." But and the other, and then the original guy will be like, "Yeah, that ain't right." And then all of a sudden, you got two guys fucking pissed off, right? And it's a mutiny, <laughs> right? No, but that's how it happens. And so, you know, when you when you get some like, it's important as a CEO or a manager or anything. Anytime you have a team of people to to be in tune with who the fuck is what, because one bad attitude can literally fuck your entire company up. For a long time, dude, I've had situations in the past. Dude, I had a situation in 2012 where I had to fire eight guys in one fucking day because of it. Eight people. You know what I mean? Like, dude, I had eight people I had to fucking... I've had situations where I had three or four dudes quit at the same time. You know, uh, it taught me the lesson of trying to keep my thumb on the, the temperature, not only of the culture, but of the individuals in the culture. And that comes down to having hard conversations because usually those people have a decent argument as to why they're upset. It's not that they're totally un, it's invalid, but in the context of business, certain things have to be certain fucking ways for the business to operate. And if you're a CEO that backs off of those things, now you're sacrificing your service integrity or product integrity or your customer experience integrity because you're giving in to their, their fucking unhappiness. Sometimes, dude, people make legitimate gripes and you're going to have to say, hey, look, I understand that's how you feel, but you have to understand my position and why we do things this way. And they will say, well, I can't do that that way then. And you're like, okay, well then it's time to part ways. Right. Right. You know what I mean? What what you're saying is exactly the reason back in the 1600s and 1700s in, in like the English Navy, there were lots of different disciplinary procedures, but when somebody mutinied, it was swift execution. Yeah. It was 
deal with them right away. I mean, that's like real harsh, right? Well, like, right. But I mean, scare, just, the, just like, the principle. Like, dude, that's like the old, and a lot of CEOs operate that way. Scare everybody into conforming. And, and, and here's the problem with that. When you scare everybody into conforming, I'm not saying you can't do it because you can, but the problem is, is you're not going to get passionate, amazing, uh, their best work all the time. You're never going to get it. You're going to get it at uh, a, a resentful level. You know, they're going to do the minimum because you scare them. But, dude, when you make them passionate and you make them engaged and you listen to what they're saying and you, you give a voice and you understand, like, hey, look, bro, I respect what you're saying and I value it, but here's why we have to do it. And you can actually come to an agreement and everybody, you know, gets it and you're polite and you fucking, but you're firm. Now you have guys who are fucking respectful of you and they're passionate about doing the work, which produces, by the way, two, three, four times the amount of sales that you will ever produce with people who are disgruntled. Right. You know what I mean? So you can't treat people like the 1500s and be like, I'll cut your fucking head off if you voice a concern. (laughs) And a lot of people think I run shit that way. I don't. You know, I mean, dude, have I have I done that before? Absolutely. I made examples of people before because it was fucking called for. But at the end of the day, my goal is to let, like, dude, let people have input. You know how much shit I learned from my employees through having those conversations? A lot. Mm. You know, a hard mm. conversation could produce a really good outcome if you're open to listening. And sometimes you're going to be wrong. Sometimes you think this person is being negative and you find out that they actually have a better way of doing it. And that's why they want to do it because they fucking care. And now we're in a situation that's going to push the company forward. So like, you know, you have to be open-minded to get feedback and have, you know, tough conversations, you know? So let me highlight and backtrack something you said, because you, when you were talking, I know we're getting off track of cutting negative people out. Well, not really. I think we're providing value. Not really. Because I think what I'm hearing you say is just, you know, yes, with the people who are giving genuine feedback and there's a line, there's a fine line, line, right? You have to be decisive with the people who are just, that's right. You have to be aware enough and, and, and smart enough and perceptive enough to understand the difference between legitimate feedback and fucking whining. Right. Or negativity. Right. And there is a fine line there because, dude, some people express genuine feedback in a negative way and it, and you perceive it as negative when in reality, the reason they're pissed is because they want the best for you and they think they got a better way. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so there's we, a fine line identifying negative or, or somebody who's actually trying to help you. Okay, but this is a good point to tease out and before I backtrack, because I, I we talked about this before. This is a good time to interject the difference between people who are giving you legitimate criticism and people who are just haters. So, some some guiding principles. Well, like I just said, you know, are they giving legitimate feedback? Are they offering things that you could improve on? Can, are, do you have an open mind and able to look at yourself, at your product, at the way you do things and say, you know what? That person is telling me the truth. We are doing this a little bit wrong and we could be better. That's that's constructive criticism. Being a hater is like slicing your tires and just saying, fuck you, Andy. I hope you fucking fail. You're a piece of shit. Right. You know Making what I mean? Personal. And dude, because like there's been a lot of people. Like I was thinking about this this morning. You know, when I was when, when I was, uh, you know, a two a year and a half ago when I was 330 pounds, I had people on the Internet be like, Andy, you're fucking fat. And you know what? I used to get pissed and I'd be like, dude, that's a fucking hater. You know, that wasn't a hater. That was somebody just telling me the truth. Right. I was fucking fat. I was out of shape. And you know what? Those people fucking got me to the point where I took action because I was fucking tired of hearing it. 
And you know what? I was defensive because of the way they presented it. You know, I would have definitely been more receptive if someone said, hey, bro, look, you know, I love you, but you're getting a little fucking chubby. You know, it's probably time to do something about that. I don't think you understand that you're you're looking unhealthy. You don't look good. And, uh, you know, I respect the shit out of you, but I just want to be honest with you Mm -hmm. so that you you can do something about it. Because because I didn't realize I was fat. You just don't see it on yourself. Right. You know, the way other people see it. Because you're with yourself all yeah, the right. time. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I, I had a lot of people who probably were haters, right? But mm-hmm. even haters could offer real feedback. Like, hey, you're a fucking fat ass. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I was fucking fat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You and, like, dude, I was enemies. thinking about it this morning because I was looking in the mirror. I'm getting in pretty good fucking shape now. And, uh, and, I was thinking about all the people who said that, and I'm like, man, I wish I knew their fucking addresses so I could write them a fucking thank you card. You know what I'm saying? So you got to be able to drive, you've got to be open enough to accept the truth wherever it presents itself. I think that's the bottom line. You know, sometimes um, you're going to get your feelings hurt and you're going to be like, dude, you're just fucking hating on me. I don't know. Are they? Like, do they have a real point? Are they making a real point? Because a lot of times they are. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I think it's a good the, question. Bare bones, for, dude. Like, what if someone fucking is hating on you, but it exposes a chink in your armor that you truly know is there, and it gives you the opportunity to fix it? That's still constructive criticism. Now, some people are ridiculous, and they give you fucking hate, and they're just haters. Right. But the reality is, is there's a little truth to everything, usually. There is. I think a good exercise for anybody is just to always say, okay, don't ask, does this offend me? Don't ask, does this make me feel bad? Say, is it true? Exactly. Because usually the reason that you get offended by what people say is because there's fucking truth to it. Right. You know what I mean? You're not getting mad at somebody if they call you fat if you're in fucking great shape. You're going to laugh. Right. Right? You're not getting mad at somebody if they call you a fucking scammer if you're not scamming people. You're going to laugh. Right. You know, like I've been called those things on the internet. And and you know what? You know why I got mad whenever people call me fat? Because I knew it was fucking true. You know why I don't give a fuck if people call me a scammer? Because I know it's bullshit. 100%. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So I do want to... I. So I noticed when you were talking earlier that you so said... So dude, like if you're mad, like if you hear something from someone and it makes you angry, it's probably somewhat true. Yeah, you're insecure about right, it. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I noticed you said, don't attack... And the other thing you said, I noticed that you said was you said like, well, this is just what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. So all kidding aside, what it sounds like to me is you're basically telling people to say to the person they're cutting loose, hey, it's not you. It's me. Well, it is. You know, just kind of that, that. That, that classic dude, you know uh, breakup what? scenario. Hey, look, dude, here's how you break. Like people always ask, how do you break up with someone? Here's how, you motherfuckers out there that want to break up with your chick or your dude and you don't know how. I'm going to tell you how right now. And this is the same way you have that conversation. Look, because everybody's, dude, dude, you've dealt with people who are marrying all this shit, right? Absolutely. They, Dude, you know why all divorces ends up so fucking nasty and why all fucking breakups are so mean and why everybody hates each other is because they look at it like this. It's your fucking fault. As opposed to just saying, how about this? Hey, look, we've had some great times together. I really like you. You know, I love you. I care about you. But the reality of the situation is I have these these goals in mind for myself. Um, this is what I'm into. This is what I like. This is the kind of shit that I like to do. You don't like those things. Um, we, You like to do this and this and this. And I understand that you like those things. They're not what I like. 
And that that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you, and it doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. It means that our natures are incompatible, and and that's okay. And you know, I want to have this conversation with you because I don't want us to end up hating each other. I don't want us to be mean to each other. I don't want us to like avoid seeing each other or, or talk shit about each other. I want us to go our separate ways and be cool and just understand that, like, hey, we had some good times. We both grew as people, and it's time to you know. It's time to go a different direction and, and turn a page in a book. You know what I mean? And um, just because you're the chapter three and I'm moving on to chapter four and I'm in your chapter three and you're moving on to chapter four doesn't mean chapter three is fucking bad. And dude, when you can have a conversation like that with somebody for real, there is no ill feelings when you break up. There's no fucking anger. There's no madness. And a lot of people are listening right now. Oh, well, she cheated on me. Well, you know what? She probably cheated on you because of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Their nature, you probably grew. The nature's happened. You know, there's no point in you hanging on to that. And you just let it go because all it does is fuck with you. And it fucks with you on how you're going to react now, how you're going to feel now, and how you're going to feel about every relationship from now. So you just have to understand and chalk it up to like, hey, you know what? And I think if people are honest with themselves, they'll know like, hey, you know what? Things weren't good for a while. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy for a while. You know, yeah, there's a jealous part of me that doesn't want the other person to go out and be with anybody else, but that's normal, and we all get over that. But but it, the the good part is, is now I get a fresh start. I get to go be happy. I get to find the people who like to go to uh, the the park and have picnics and uh, go on fucking boat rides and hold hands and and do all the lovey shit. And he gets to go out and grow his fucking business and work hard and do the shit that he wants to do. And you know, we're both going to be happier. Right. What? That's how it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, you know, a kid, I mean, it's amazing how commonsensical that is. I know, dude, it's but people like... can't do it because they get too emotional and they blame <laughs> the other person. It comes down to taking responsibility for your part. Yeah, that person might be an asshole. Yeah, that person might be a dick. Yeah, they might have been treating you bad. But the reason they're treating you bad and the way all this shit happens, and I'm not saying it's right, but it's because you guys have grown apart and the natures are different. And having that discussion with a person on a personal relationship or, uh, 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 a business relationship or whatever is all the same. It's always the same. You know, when I have to fire somebody, I, you know, <laughs> if they started stealing or if they start, which never happens here, but let's just say they did. Let's say worse because people are going to say, well, what if they stole? All right, let's say they fucking stole. Well, the reason they stole is because they felt like they were getting fucked over. The reason they felt like they were getting fucked over is because something that wasn't right. We weren't seeing things the right way. So yeah, uh, you're fired, bro, but I don't hate you. Like, I hope you realize what you did was wrong, but our our priorities are clearly not on the same fucking path, and it's time for you to go do something that's going to make you happier. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like, dude. Makes total sense. Yeah, and people, don't, people aren't dull enough to have those conversations. Dude, look at The Rock, man. He's a really cool example of, of and he, this is a personal relationship, not a, not a uh, business relationship, but dude, it's funny because The Rock and his first wife, Danny, mm-hmm. were married from college. And she ran all his business and, uh, you know, he became successful and all this shit. Right. And they decided to get divorced. Well, usually in those situations where there's all kinds of fucking money involved in this and that, what happens? There's big fucking fights and the tabloids. It's this, it's that. No, dude. Um, they fucking separated went, I'm sure they had a conversation just like I fucking had. They, they separated. They're great fucking friends. She still runs all his business for him. And he and she is married to his personal trainer. 
Okay. And his personal trainer's old wife is married to The Rock. So they switched. <laughs> but you know what? They seem to be really fucking happy. Right. Right. And as weird as that is, people are rolling their eyes right now. As weird as that is, you can't execute something like that without having a real adult conversation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And dude, you see, you see how well they get to all get along. Like it's, it's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like people just don't think of it like that. They get so fucking engulfed in like the emotions that they blame people and like, it causes unnecessary drama and hate and anger and fucking money expense. Right. Oh, I hate you because we're breaking up. Or I hate you because you didn't listen to me at the job. Well, now you quit and it just costs you a $100,000 a year job. You know what I mean? Because you were angry at one, for one fucking day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So let me uh, flip this on its head and throw this out there for you because I'd, I'd love to hear what you have to say to this. So when I was a pastor, one of the things that would happen sometimes is I'd be talking to somebody who, you know, had to end in a relationship and usually it wasn't a marriage. Usually it was just a, you know, right. and people would talk as if they were being compassionate, like, oh, they're going to be so disappointed. They're going to be so, it's, they're just going to fall apart. That's arrogant. Yes. That's the flip side of it. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say is that people Bro, have to you have ain't a gut check. Yeah, you, people have to have a gut check and realize that you're. You know what? This person's going to be fine without you. Well, dude, I think you know what's funny is like when you have to have those hard conversations. Usually, the other person knows it's fucking coming anyway. Yeah, because people are perceptive and they're in tune with your energy and they're in tune with, you know, what they're getting back. No, nobody that I ever broke up with or fired or anything ever fucking didn't suspect it was coming. Mm-hmm. They know it's coming. Right. You know, any friend that I don't hang out with anymore, you know, usually what happens. And dude, I've had this happen without even having a conversation with them. Like, hey, you know, you're being a piece of shit to me. We're not going to be friends. I've just let them go. And they've come back to me years later and been like, you know what, dude, I wasn't very supportive or understanding about what you were trying to do. And I was a bad friend. You know what I mean? And like, dude, that just that just indicates that like, dude, they've done some personal growth. And you know what? You can open that book back up to them again. You know what I mean? And let them back in because they understand that they fucked up. And it creates opportunity for you to have a better relationship because now, you know, you might have went on five years ago when this 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 uh, breakup happened with your friend or your na- or your mom or whoever. Um, you might have gone one direction and that person went another direction. They realized that it was not the right one for them, and then they 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 switch fucking you know their compass around and they end up going back towards where you are. And they're like, hey, bro, I I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. I, I, my, my shit was fucked up. I wasn't a good friend. I didn't say the right things to you, and I'm sorry. And, dude, you know what? I have friends that, that that's happened to that now I'm really good friends with again that I lost touch with for years because I didn't want to be around them. You know what I mean? Uh, employees do that, too. Sometimes you fire somebody. Like, I, dude, I've had a number of guys that we've had to let go or have left the company that have come back to me later and be like, bro, I'm sorry for what I did and, and this and that, and I just want to let you know, like, you know, I get it. I get, you know, and you know what? I respect the fuck out of that. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to hire them back probably, right. but there's situate. I have hired people back. You know, there's, I'm lo- actually physically looking at two guys right now that I had to fire that I hired back. Kevin's right out there behind you in the warehouse. Yeah. And, I was like, I haven't been fired. Yeah. And here's Tyler. You're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tyler. A lot of people don't realize Tyler got fired and yeah. fucking I hired him back. Yeah. You know, and now, now when when I fired him, he was making fucking seven dollars an hour. Now he's making six figures doing fucking awesome work because yeah. he understood, like, hey, I fucked up. You know what I mean? Right, right. So but that that I mean that takes humility on both your part and his part because it's you, you, humility on the sense of you giving him a chance, but there's also a certain humility of the person who was the offender in saying because because 
If you're really prideful, you're really egotistical, you might just want to say, I don't want to mess with that guy again. I just want to move on. But Sometimes, to actually come I mean, dude, back, you know, you know what, what I'm saying? Hey, Vaughn, and there's a time for that. Yeah. There is a time where you just say, fuck that dude, and I'm fucking done with that guy. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter what, there, there's a few people on my list like that. Right. I ain't going to lie. And, I, and they've apologized to me, and I'm still like, fuck that guy. So, I mean, well, but I'm talking about the opposite because Tyler could have just tucked his tail between his legs and just never shown his face around here again. But the fact that he's working here again oh. meant that he was willing to put himself out there. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, dude, Tyler, Tyler admits when he's wrong sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> when you're wrong, right? Yeah, when I'm wrong, which yeah. is yeah. never. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, I mean, dude, people admit when they're wrong. And, like, dude, that comes down to the whole thing. Like, it's having adult communication. It's like saying, dude, remember we got that big argument about Summer Smash? Mm-hmm. And, like, dude, him and I got this huge argument about some shit. And you know what? Some of the shit I was right on that I was saying to him and some I was not right because I didn't understand what he was trying to do. And so there was a compromise made. Oh, hey, bro, you know what? I'm sorry I fucking, you know, this is me. Hey, bro, I'm sorry I fucking flipped out on you. I didn't understand you were doing this and this and this. And he's like, well, you know what? I should have communicated that to you so that you didn't flip out. And we were able to fucking resolve it. And that's being a fucking adult. You know what I mean? And, dude, for two days, him and I were both like, fuck you, man. I mean, this went on for a couple weeks where we didn't even talk because we're both pissed. I didn't even feel like talking to anybody. Right. We were both pissed off about it. You know what I mean? And, like, but, but, you know, gather your fucking, you know, pride up and, have a conversation and see what happens. You know, it's the easiest way to let it go because when you let that shit eat at you, dude, it, like we always say, you only have so much energy in a day. When you let that shit eat you up, it takes that energy that you could be using on productive things and fucking just waste it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, on that note, too, I think it's, again, important to reemphasize to people, you, you could have this conversation, you could execute everything as compassionately and decisively as possible, and it still going to be messy. There's yeah. probably going to be people who still get ticked off. And that doesn't mean that they didn't do it right. That, that doesn't mean that you didn't do it right. And I think that's important for people to know. That whenever you're dealing with cutting somebody loose, you could do everything right in how you sit them down. And they could still be angry. And they still be angry. Right. And, and you, you know just what? need to realize you have that. To, you have to take responsibility for your own actions. Yeah. And you have to let them take responsibility for their actions. You know what I mean? Like we talked about a minute ago. You have to be able to let them have their reaction and whatever it is. And just say, well, that's them. That's not me. I did what I knew was right. I did what I had to do. And if they're going to react that way, then that's how they're going to react. But you can't let that bother you. You can't let that prevent you from making a decision. So what would you do? I actually think that fucking holds most people back in business and in their career because they're afraid to make those hard decisions. And they agonize over them and they don't make them quick enough. And then it fucking causes more problems. Yeah. You know? So what would you do in a situation where you sat somebody down... Uh, and just said, "Hey, man, I, I mean, in so many words or less, I'm cutting you out of my life because you're dead weight." And their response was immediate. They're like, "Oh gosh, you're right. I am." Would you put them on probation, yeah, or would you still- proceed with caution? Okay, you'd proceed because with it's caution. easy to say. It's easy to say. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm doing this and this and this. Would you t- Would you still take a little step away from yeah, them? Okay. For sure. Okay. For sure. It's easy for people to say what they ever whatever they need to on the on the fucking spot right you know what i mean right it's hard for them to switch actions in the course of a conversation especially those types of people that you're trying to cut out right exactly (laughs) right they've been doing shit for years the same way 
Right, definitely. Guys, uh, kind of off the subject a little bit, we are uh, we are really trying to encourage. We got a lot of new listeners. In fact, our numbers are great; they keep on going up. But we're realizing that a lot of you have not heard some of our real classic episodes from earlier. Uh, in like the one through seven. I think the most important episode that they everybody needs to listen to is the first one. You know what I mean? People don't listen to that enough. Like I have all these people being like, "Oh my god, this is the first podcast." Uh, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. Yeah. And I'm like, your story. Yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. I, you know, that's the story. Yeah. You know what I mean? You'll also see how much we improved since episode one. Oh yeah. But uh, well, that one and and you know, people sometimes ask like. You know, we want to help spread the movement. We want to spread the word about the MFCEO project. Do you guys have any recommendations about the ideal episode for like the entry point? And you definitely would say, I think episode 107. Yeah. I think episode 107 and episode one, I think those two are the most powerful as far as like getting an idea of what this podcast is about. Um, you know, episode 100, which was the review episode, right? Yeah. That yeah, was I a good one. So. That um, was good. Um, we have one called a joint, the MFCO movement. Yeah, which I think it kinda, was one hundred. Yeah, I think it is one hundred. Yeah, we, we kind of just that's uh, a good one for summarizing yeah. basically what the mission is. Yeah. You know, um, but I mean that's the thing, guys. Is this is a project? It is a mission. It is something that we do. We do for free. We do it because we, as a group here, have been annoyed and frustrated and uh, upset with the way society teaches people one thing for 20 years and then sets them off in a world that doesn't operate under those values. And so what our goal here is to get people to see things for what they are, become realistic, teach the real core values and principles of success, not teach you some way to trickly, you know, trade stocks or, uh, you know, sell something or this or that. We're teaching you the real shit that entrepreneurs need to know to be successful, the actual skills. By someone who's actually yes. done it. <laughs> yes. And the other thing is, is we're teaching you the way to think, even if you're not an entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, by making yourself the product and making yourself the, the item of value so that you can go out within a company thinking with the entrepreneurial mindset and earn more money. Okay. We don't sugarcoat things. We're not going to tell you, quote unquote, the big secret. We're going to tell you the real shit, and we do it for free. Um, you know, one thing I think worth mentioning to people is like, you know, the upcoming Entrepreneur Academy that we're going to open. Um, you know, it's going to be very limited enrollment. It's going to be application. Everybody's got to fill out application. I'm only going to take a certain amount of people. Uh, everybody will be hand selected, and to to get into the 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 the, the academy. And I think, you know, we're going to expand upon the things that we talk about on the podcast in super, super micro detail so that you know exactly how to go out and make fucking money, how to go out and be successful, how to go out and take your small business and grow it into a fucking empire, not how to trade penny stocks and not how to fucking, uh, you know, sell info programs to some somebody, not how to, you know, trade Forex. We're talking about building a business for real. And this applies to fucking not only entrepreneurs, but all you lawyers, all you doctors, all you chiropractors who go to school to learn a specific skill and know and have no fucking clue how to operate a business. And there's no one out there teaching that for the way that we teach it. And there's, there's no one out there teaching it for real. And there sure as fuck is no one out there teaching it that has actually built nine figure companies. 
we're the only one. So uh, keep an eye out for that. You know, like I said, it's going to be handpicked. It's limited availability. Um, and we'll open up application process in the very near future. Now, can, with, can I say something real quick? Because yeah. we're on this issue of, of spreading the, the word, joining, you know, spreading the movement. So with that being said... Let's get those winners announced, and then we'll come back and wrap up the podcast. Okay, so we've got five winners. Guys, thanks to everybody for your reviews. The first winner is uh, Drew's Custom Leather. That's how he submitted, so I don't know his real name. Uh, But he's got kind of a cool thing going on. So that's the first one. Another guy is uh, Alexander Hernandez, which he's got a uh, company called Bookie Books. Cool. Uh, Cool. So, and then the medical mentors. Another guy that I don't know his actual real name, but looks like he's just killing it. He's he's kind of an entrepreneur in the healthcare space. Uh, Chris Cuts, who is uh, developing like some uh, some nutritional bars. Cool. You know, like uh, yeah, cool. so good stuff like that. And then uh, Brett Knight, who is uh, in the healthcare or not healthcare, but uh, fitness industry. Okay. Cool. Is that cool? Yeah. Those I, are the five uh, winners, guys. I definitely uh, am excited to talk to you guys, and we'll get. How do they get in touch to schedule? I'll email Skype? them. Okay, you're yeah, gonna email, email them? them. Yeah, or DM or email them, whichever one. Okay, cool. Um, cool. Now let's get back onto the podcast and just kind of wrap things up. Uh, you know, I've got like four points that I want to basically wrap up the idea of of cutting negative people loose uh, to help you guys have these conversations, and you know. That could be firing an employee as well. Uh, the bottom line, guys, is this, all right? It might be messy, all right? It's not going to be fun. Hard conversations are never fun to go to, but you have to realize that you are doing the right thing. And when you're a CEO of a company, you're doing the right thing for you. You're doing the right thing for the company. You're doing the right thing for everybody else that is dedicated to moving the company forward and putting energy into it. And when you don't do those things, you're cheating all those people. In a personal relationship, instead of cheating all those people, you're cheating yourself. And you have to realize that doing the right thing requires hard conversations all the time. You know, like I said a minute ago, it's not always this, it's your fault. It's sometimes it's just the fucking, it, people have gone down different paths and, and it's no longer compatible and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, number two, if you feel bad about hurting people's feelings, that that's okay. It just means you're a decent person. It, it doesn't mean you're being mean, but you have to understand that being firm is not equatable to being mean, okay? And you being firm is a skill. You being mean is a liability, all right? So be firm, be direct, be factual, and move forward. You know, don't hang up and let things fester and become neg- negative and become these bad situations because you can't have a hard conversation. It's not about the other people's feelings. It's about you, and it's okay to be about you, all right? Number three, if it's something that needs to be done, you got to do it fast, All right, the sooner you get it over with, the sooner the conflict is over, the sooner the drama is over, the sooner you can move forward and move forward in a productive way and get these negative feelings out of your way. All right, that's extremely important in business. You know, dude, hire slow, fire fast. That's what I've always fucking abided by. All right, you guys should do the same not only in your business, but in your personal life. Take a long time to let people in, vet them properly. And if they aren't what you think they should be for you, then part ways, all right? And number four, you know, and I want to remind uh, you guys one more time that 
there's a difference between cutting off negative people and dropping dead relationships and failing to live up to your obligations. These are the kind of emails I get after these sort of podcast messages. You know, if you have a husband or a wife or some sort of family obligation, there's going to be sacrifice. There's going to be compromise. There's going to be communication. And you're going to have to fucking man up and and own those obligations. You You can't just say, oh, my wife doesn't believe me and my husband doesn't believe me and my kids are a fucking drag on my energy. Motherfucker, you're the one that had those kids. It's Your your life is really no longer about you anymore. It's about you helping them. And the, one of the best things you can do to help them, by the way, is become the, the, the peak of your potential on your own. You know, that, so that doesn't mean that you're supposed to cut those relationships out or get rid of them. I don't want to get any fucking emails about that. I don't want any dumbasses emailing me saying that. If you're too dumb to understand what I'm saying, then you probably are too dumb to even listen to this podcast. That's the bottom line, all right? So don't use me as an excuse to, to be a, some douchebag who skirts his responsibilities as a normal fucking human, all right? I get so sick of hearing that. It's like I want to punch – I don't even respond when people say that, by the way. I, I just let it go because it's just like there's no talking to them. They're fucking retarded. No, they're just you know? twisting everything right. I say, yeah. So anyhow, that's that, guys. Look negativity takes away from your ability to function properly, whether in a business place, whether in your personal relationships. And at the end of the day, it's okay to be selfish about your energy. It's okay to be selfish about what you're trying to do and what you're trying to produce and where you're trying to go. And sometimes that's going to mean that you need to remove obstacles. And sometimes those obstacles come from people who are very close to you. And those conversations are hard to manage. So if you have to have that conversation, guys, you know, listen back through the podcast, pick up the tips you need to have, you know, take a deep breath and go fucking have it because I promise you're going to feel better afterwards. 100%. All right, guys. Look, if you enjoyed the podcast, if you thought it was awesome, if you got value out of it, please leave a review. Um, and, I, you know, like we said, we do this for free. And our fee that we ask of you is that you refer one like-minded friend. So if you could make a post or if you could tell somebody to listen or if you could uh, recommend the podcast, very, very much appreciated, guys. Uh, we're going to continue to do the best we can here for you. And I just want to say thank you guys for following. It's, we always love doing this, and we're having an awesome time. So thank you, guys. 